With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, welcome to the Followers of the Force podcast. We are joined here today by the hosts of Kanata's Castle. Uh, we have Red Five Mom and Becca Benjamin. Thank you guys so much for joining. Thank you for having us. We're excited. Yes, we are. Awesome. We love to be guests. <laughs> awesome. Well, you're my second, well, technically second and third, but really the second guest that I've ever had on this show that was not in the same room as me. So that's pretty exciting. Oh. <laughs> That is. That is. Awesome. <laughs> so to give you guys a little bit of a backstory on myself, uh, I started this show last February with my dad. Um, he wasn't always on the show, but, you know, whenever we found the time, he would uh, come on and we'd talk Star Wars, all this news going on. Uh, and then right around the time of The Last Jedi, we know how the conversation went. It got a little sour, uh, for lack of a, of a better word. Um, and it took me away from podcasting for a little bit. And then I've recently started up again, and I thought, what better way to kind of bring everybody together, so to speak, and, and to, to make the conversation more positive, more fun, than to just remember why we all love Star Wars. What, what drew us to this franchise? And I thought, who better to start this off than you guys? Because I've listened to your show many, many times, and it's always such a fun and positive environment. Uh, and again, I want to thank you guys for coming on. It's, it's such, it's so great because I think this is really going to be the start of something really special. Um, and for any of my listeners who don't know you guys, uh, if you will, if you could just introduce yourselves a little bit and so that people can get to know you. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm Becca Benjamin. Oh, my Lord. Um, I don't know what to say. I, I've been a fan for, like, ever. Um, let's see. I saw Star Wars, the original Star Wars, back when I was four years old. Um, I've been a fan ever since. I've always just loved, you know, sci-fi fantasy. Um, I always wanted to write. I just wanted to let my voice be heard in some way or another. And sometimes it's a little too loud, according to my family. But that's okay, because what I find or what my family finds as obnoxious, the listeners tend to think it's a happy place. So we're going to go with that. But, yeah, we're just... I'm busting. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to spread, you know, spread some positivity, as I'm sure Red Five Mom is, right? Red Five Mom. <laughs> always. That's that's always been because I really couldn't find anybody to talk about Star Wars with until Becca and I uh, got together. And honestly, we only just met in person at Celebration last year. But um, it's like we've been friends forever. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. So um, we sort of just fell into podcasting together. But um, uh, like Becca, I have been, I I sometimes call myself an OG fan, (laughs) which is um, (laughs) original generation, vintage 77 fan. I was 16 in 1977 when I first saw Star Wars, and I fell in love with Luke Skywalker, and I swore I was going to marry him one day. <laughs> and your headcanon, she has. In my headcanon, I am married to Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Uh, and he's still, like, my most favorite person. I, t- I got three likes in one week from Mark Hamill. Oh, wow. That's And I'm like, it's a record. It's a record for me. Now, I've had more. I mean, it's gotten to the point where it's like, 
sometimes not a big deal. So I sh- I shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> Don't be saying that. I, I shouldn't be. <laughs> but if I may, not to toot my own horn, I'm going to take full responsibility for his likes. Because, That's right. You know, That's right. I totally was selling you out there. <laughs> she did. She did. Well, that's just because on the last podcast we started that, you know, hashtag mm-hmm. make uh, Mark Hamill follow Red 5 Mom. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, please don't go there. And she did. And I was like, okay. Well, hey, you never know what can happen. No, uh, that's, that's true. Well, I said, you know, it's not going to happen, really. I mean, if he follows me, then everybody else is going to beg him to follow them. So, you know, I'm going to be happy with the likes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We are now in the world of Disney, and Disney says if you can dream it, it can happen. Oh, so there okay. you go. Exactly. Yes, we're going to be super positive about that one, aren't you, Becca? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, so I guess the, the best question to, to start this whole thing off is um, take me back to when you were first introduced to Star Wars. I know you said you, you were there in 77 at 16 years old. And I know a lot of other people I've talked to Either they were a baby when it came out or uh, they were introduced um, when Return of the Jedi came out or even the prequels as, you know, I was, I watched Phantom Menace in the theater when I was three years old. So that was my memory. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, but yeah, take me back to, to 77. What was that like for you? Well, I was introduced to Star Wars by my grandfather of all people. Mm -hmm. Um, My grandparents were, um, they're really kind of cool grandparents. They were, They uh, always introduced us to new and different things, and he had heard about it. It had been out for a little while that summer already, and we hadn't gone to see it. And he had heard about it, heard about how it was kind of like the old serial um, adventures that he would go see, kind of Buck Rogers-type stuff, Mm -hmm. where you would cheer at the heroes and boo at the villain. Um. Um, just out loud, the audience would. And he said, that's happening in this movie. We all have to go see it. And I'm like, okay. So he he got the whole family to the theater that day. And um, I will never forget my experience sitting in that seat and that star destroyer goes over our heads. And I was like instantly transported into someplace new. And then... I see Luke Skywalker and he's looking at the the twin sunsets and he's starting that adventure and John Williams music and I was like, What is this? <laughs> I can't believe this. And we left that theater, I'm telling you, I don't know if other people thought this, but Darth Vader's spinning off into space and every one of us is saying, There's gonna be another movie. There's gonna be another one. This is can't be the last one. Mm-hmm. That was it. I was totally hooked. I spent my babysitting money and bought uh, the soundtrack on vinyl. Mm-hmm. And I would, just like so many people have said, like even like David W. Collins uh, would talk about how he would lay on his carpet and listen to the soundtrack. Or um, I did the same thing. That's That was how I relived the movie because John Williams was such a good storyteller with his music you could sit there and see the scenes in your head while you were listening to the soundtrack. Absolutely. And then, of course, my little brother, who's four years younger than me, um, got opportunity to see it a lot more than I did because I was 16. I had teenage life to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you did. <laughs> he had, he took in one of those big brick tape recorders into the theater with him. <laughs> Sorry, I'm visualizing this. <laughs> I know. I don't know how they did it, but he did. And he re- and he t- he taped the movie. On the oh my gosh! Set. Oh my That's gosh! Awesome. And, and That's awesome. I I have to, I w- we wish we could find it. You know, mm-hmm. it must it probably got taped over somewhere. But anyway, we That's would cool. sit and just listen to it because you know cool. after it was done in the theaters, there's no other way to watch it or see it again for many many years. And right. um, that was that was our Star Wars. That's awesome. And yeah, you, even talking to my dad, um, so he would have been 13 when Star Wars came out. And yeah, he tells me the same thing. That first shot of the Star Destroyer going overhead, that that was like the most amazing thing that he'd ever seen. Oh, yeah. Movies. Yes. Um, and, and it seems to be like that's, 
that's the one common denominator of everyone who saw that movie when it came out. That opening shot. Uh, yes. So, Becca, is, is your story similar or, or, um, or did you go a little bit on a, on a different path? I, I was only four or right okay. before my fourth birthday. It was my first movie theater experience ever. And, um, my mother's always been a big sci-fi girl. She actually likes Star Trek and all that. So I'd sit and watch that with her. Um, so we got the whole family to go because my brother had already had orders out for the toys. You know, he was all gung ho about it. Mm-hmm. And my brother's two years older. So we went as a whole family, cousins, aunts, uncles, and my grandparents. We all went together. It was like this big thing because, you know, as the critics were going crazy, you know, so everyone's like, this is the thing to do. And like Devin was saying, when you get that Star Destroyer coming overhead, I just remember feeling so small. Which I was. But I just remember feeling so small, like, whoa. Smaller. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. And I just remember being glued. And I remember my mom, till this day, she still says, I can't believe how good you were at the theater. Because I was constantly just glued to the screen. And I loved Vader. No one could understand it. I still am a Vader's girl. My fourth birthday cake was trimmed in pink icing with Darth Vader plastered in the center. <laughs> I love Darth Vader. And... Like I said, I was hooked, but it was in a weird time for me. I mean, Devin might not have experienced what I did, and I, I think we talked about this. Being I was so young, and when Jedi came out, I was nine, um, or just about to be nine. And um, it was a different time. You know, toy stores designated their marketing for, this is for boys, this is for girls. And Star Wars was designated for marketing for boys. Mm-hmm. It just was. It's just, that's the way it was. And everyone's like, well, you know, Beck, you really shouldn't have this. You're a girl. And it's like, seriously? So my brother would get every Christmas everything you could think of that was Star Wars related. And I would beg to play with him. And he'd only give me his best bin Leia. That's it. <laughs> I'm like, but I want Vader. No, you, you can't have him. But I don't want her. I want I want him. But you're a girl. She's a girl. That's that's. So I experienced a lot of that. Um, so it kind of... I always liked it, and when it was on, I'd watch it. When we got the VHS, I'd watch it. My real turn into fandom where I just couldn't stop was when the prequels came out. Um, Because at that point, I was experiencing everything Anakin and Padme were. I was was newly married. I was having babies. I was going through all those things. I could relate to Shmi giving away Anakin, thinking, how could you do that? I'm, like, freaking out. And, like Devin knows, before shipping was a thing, Mm-hmm. When I was nine years old and Jedi came out and the reveal that Leia was Luke's sister, that crushed me because I was already shipping Luke and Leia together. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. so mad. I was like, but I don't like Han. You know? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, he's so like, you know, he was just to me. I, cause again, I didn't have big vocab then. He was a jerk. You know, I didn't know what else to call him. I mean, mm-hmm. but that was how I looked at him and I was so mad. So when the prequels came out, I got my I got my Luke and Leia, and they could be together. It, you know, it was Anakin and Padme. I was so thrilled, and yeah, I just couldn't stop. I you know I subscribed to the Star Wars blogs when they actually had a sub, like where you could have a blog role there. So I became one of those members, and I was getting all the magazines all the time, and I just couldn't stop. I even did a whole thing of fanfic. I know shame, but I did that too. I mean, <laughs> I was at the library like constantly getting books. It was crazy. So, and it hasn't stopped since. So my young adult years into my later adult years, now that I'm at, I mean, it hasn't stopped. It just, and I just wanted, like, I can't stop talking about it. And I want to, you know, because I always felt like, you know what, I don't know too many people like myself and Devin. And, Mm -hmm. you know, women didn't really have a voice, at least when I was growing up as a kid, it was like, but that's for boys. Why are you watching that? Mm -hmm. And none of my, like, my friends wanted to go see, you know, 16 Candles, they didn't want to go rent, you know, Star Wars. Right. You know, and it's like, oh, man, you know, and not that 16 Candles wasn't good and the Breakfast Club wasn't good. You know, all that stuff was great. But that's not where my where my girlfriends were. No, you know? they didn't so, want to talk about or No, yeah. no, so I, when didn't, I, got, right, I didn't so, talk about liking Star Wars to my girlfriend. It was very closet yeah. fandom back mm-hmm. then. It was. You know? it was. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Star Wars blogs and. Um, the prequels really allowed me to come out of that shell and be like, wow, there's more people like me. So, mm-hmm. and I, you know, and a lot of them I'm still very close friends with and they're podcasting too. And it's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it, if it wasn't for that and allowing myself to 
get the courage to speak up and have that blog role. I would have never met like Steve Anderson, an artist for Lucasfilm, who he he took me on as his personal titler. I would have never met these people had it not been for that not taking my first step into a larger world, so to speak. Right. So, yeah, I mean, Star Wars is like, it's part of my life. It's what I do. It's who I am. And that's why if you look at my Twitter, I do Star Wars. It's a verb. It's just, it's what <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. So, but yeah, sorry, I can go on forever. Just tell me to No, talk. no, I love it. I love it. We have all the time in the world to talk about this. I love it. Uh, um, so, yeah. Becca was always attached to it. I mean, at some, some way or another. Mm-hmm. But my story goes a little, like, you know, I sort of, uh, let it go for a while. And, um, you can listen to a lot of this, uh, if you know the podcaster Scott Rifen, who has my Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his stories is mine. So anybody can go there and listen to that. But, um, yeah, I talk about, uh, having an awakening (laughs) around the, when we first heard about, uh, The Force Awakens coming out. Um, so you went away for, for a while. I was away for a while. I mean, it wasn't like away, away. I Mm -hmm. still liked it. Mm -hmm. But, um, and my, I kind of dived into the, um, the uh, EU books for a while. Okay. This is before uh, Disney uh, bought uh, Star Wars. And um, <clears throat> I was really into reading those. But uh, other than that, I just figured there's not going to be any more. We had the Clone Wars cartoons. My kids were watching that. I wasn't so much into it until after The, um, the Force Awakens. Okay. But... Um, when I uh, saw the trailer for The Force Awakens, I was, you know, that teaser they showed, like, it wasn't very, very much. <laughs> it was yeah, the, the, the Thanksgiving yeah, one. Yeah, that, the BB-8 yeah. and Finn just pops up and all yeah. that. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> There's going to be another Star Wars. Because I wasn't keeping up with it. I really mm-hmm. wasn't. And then I started searching online for um, just Star Wars stuff. And I and I stumbled upon a Star Wars celebration announcement. I'm like, you're kidding me? There's been a convention for this. <laughs> I'm like, where, where have I been all this time? Right. And I said, you know, it would be so cool to go to one of these. And I had texted my older daughter about it. And um, the next thing you know, she's buying us tickets, and I went to Anaheim in 2015 and that was my just explosion of Star Wars fandom again Mm -hmm. to be able to go to that I thought these are my people right (laughs) yeah we're your people (laughs) and I I I started uh into cosplay I joined the Rebel Legion I do Jocasta New Cosplay um then um met up with Becca we started the podcast it's like oh my gosh I just, it's wonderful. Gaming, I started doing that. Because <laughs> I saw Star Wars Battlefront. I did. I saw Star Wars She's Battlefront. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to play this game because it's Star Wars. Uh-huh. Um, so so you, you literally just, right after seeing that, mm-hmm. you just wanted all of it again. It, I did. Yeah. That's why I said I had an awakening, just, right. just like the trailer. Right. S- something similar happened... Um, to me, because after, I mean, Revenge of the Sith came out when I was nine years old. And at that age, you're really not digging deep into the lore and all this stuff. Um, but then, again, in 2015 was when the ball started rolling again. And then that's when I started buying the books, started mm-hmm. reading everything, started checking uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com every day, like looking for all the latest news. Um, but I want to backtrack just a little bit. After 1983... When you thought Return of the Jedi was that was it? That's what a lot of people thought. That okay, mm-hmm. that's that's we're getting three movies and and now it's you know on to the whatever franchise comes next. What were those sixteen years like for you guys? Because you mentioned not not really making it public that you like Star Wars. Um, what what were those sixteen years like for you guys? Well, for me, yeah, I was nineteen eighty three. Well, I was a young adult then. Um, I, I went to see the movie and it was exciting, but I also knew it was kind of 
bittersweet in a way. Mm-hmm. This was the end of sort of an end of an era. Right. It was over, but that was my my favorite Luke. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I loved that Luke, and and I thought it ended for me well. I mean, I saw him. He became a Jedi. He used the Force, and um, I was very happy with how it ended. But it was also sad because I knew that was not going. I knew George wasn't going to do anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you got on with your life. It it right. was put on the back burner. I you know because I wasn't a kid. I wasn't looking for toys, mm-hmm. and I didn't discover the Zon books until. Um, Years after he'd written them, so mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just in like 2005, I think, is when I found it in the library. Okay, but um, and I was like, "What? The story continues?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I loved. <laughs> I thought that was great. That that, but um, I, you know, I always it was always there. I mean, I had the movies as soon as the VHS came out for um. For all three movies, I I purchased them, mm-hmm. and I wore out Return of the Jedi, <laughs> <laughs> rewinding the, the 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 fight between Vader and Luke, right? You know, and playing it over, and and I, and I broke that VHS tape. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> it was just my f- most favorite scene, and I thought this is so cool. I can watch this myself. But then, um, and then when I started having kids. It was always on the TV for them too. It, it started being something that was just normal in their lives, right? To have to have Star Wars playing on the television, and then when we heard about uh, the Phantom Menace, um, just before that, they released the special editions in the theaters, mm-hmm. and I took my then eleven-year-old to see them, and that's how they kind of got their. Uh, their introduction to Star Wars properly, you know, on that little screen, just like the little TV trailer says, you've been watching Star Wars this way for how many years? Yeah. (laughs) So it, you know, it blew her away. And then, you know, just like, uh, just like Becca, Anakin was, was her, was her Luke Skywalker. Mm -hmm. She was all in love with Anakin at that point. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I just, I just remember downloading the trailer on, on dial up. It would take an hour. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you watch it on a little three inch screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and that was really cool. But yeah, it was a, it was, I was so busy with life, mm-hmm. but Star Wars was always there in the background. I mean, my kids would have the lightsaber toys right. and, and she had to have her Padme Amadama doll, and did I say Amadama? <laughs> <laughs> or you could be like Carrie and say Armadillo. <laughs> Armadillo doll. <laughs> anyway, uh, I got a little Battlestar Galactica in there, didn't I? <laughs> just a little. All right, just a little. Anyway, you know, so, but it wasn't like, like tons of stuff. It was just, mm-hmm. it was always peppered throughout my life. But, um, like I said, it didn't become obsessive until until a few years ago right um and becca you said that you like when the prequels came out that's when you really like loved it yes can you take me back to when you found out um well first when you found out that we were going to get new star wars movies and then when you saw that first trailer for the phantom menace what was going through your mind when when all that news was coming out I was just, I mean, from what, I mean, at that time, I was actually planning my wedding. Um, I was about to get married, and it's funny because I could never understand why my, he's now my ex, but why he wanted that weekend, and that weekend was because Star Wars was opening, so go figure. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I'm a little upset with that. Um, But, you know, it was, it was such a whirlwind because Star Wars had been absent for so long. And when little things would pop up, you know, as a kid, because I was in 83, I was nine. Mm-hmm. So I was I was young, you know, and we went without anything but like those um, adventure stories with the Ewoks, which I watched. My brother just wanted to shoot me at that point because like that's not real <laughs> Star Wars. But mm-hmm. for me, it was, you know, Ewoks were cute. Ewoks were cool. I gravitate to, to that. But 
in that span, you know, it was the dark times, literally, because there wasn't anything really out there. Right. Um, you know, there were books in that, but I wasn't following that because in between that period of 83 to 99, I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was going through grade school, going through middle school, high school. That's a big change. Yeah. Um, we, we all know that the gawky period, the nerd going into, you know, your young adult. Yeah. And then, you know, like I said, in 99, when, when we got that, I couldn't believe it. I just remember going, shut up. No way. <laughs> like, really? And then I discovered that there, you know, because again, dial up, that we actually had a StarWars.com site. Like, I didn't know that, like, existed. Mm-hmm. And I would read it and I would follow it, but I wouldn't join. I, I was too afraid at the point. And then I saw, I remember seeing Phantom Menace and I was just blown away. And no, I didn't get to see it opening weekend, whatever. But, you know, I still got to see it. I, I remember when they came out on DVD and I bought them. And mm-hmm. I was just, and when they would be on the TV and I was like, just like drawn to it. And for me, the biggest one, cause like you said, when you saw two, um, episode three, you were nine, you were the same age I was with, um, Jedi. Right. I was too young to really understand all the lore in that. So when the prequels started coming out, I had to go back and revisit and I looked at everything so differently. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty. And I'm going to say that because yeah. when you grow, these movies change. They're, Absolutely. They're, they're different. If you watch them again in 10 years, you've experienced something else. Mm-hmm. So that takes on a whole new meaning. And that's what I was learning because for me, even going to the prequels, yes, I was getting married. I was having kids. I had all three of my kids by the time I was 27. So by the time 2005 came about and episode three came out, I had all my kids. And my youngest at the time was only going on three. So, you know... And it was just blown away because I was in such a bad point in my personal life. Things were just not well in my home with mm-hmm. my ex. Well, my husband at the time, but now my ex. It was very physical and very just abusive in, in so many ways that that moment of Padme on screen, you know, as she's waiting to, you know, meet Anakin on the landing pad at Mustafar. And the way she sits there and her hand, you know, the way she rests her head on her hand and she's going through so many different pathways of how this is going to go. And mm-hmm. deep down, you see it. She knows it's not going to go well. Like, she right. knows. As much as she doesn't want to give up on hope. And I'm like, I know that feeling. I know that look. I can so relate to everything that she goes through because only two years later, I literally went through the same thing. Literally. Like, I mean, other than it being galactic you know, on a galactic scale, right. but it's just like, so for me, Star Wars is like a therapy. I mean, I, I see myself in so many characters and we all talk about it today, you know, how representation matters and it mm-hmm. does, but I look at that in a different way. It's not representing me physically. It's representing me emotionally right? because yeah. I can relate to Anakin in so many ways. I can relate to Luke in so many ways. And those are men. Mm-hmm. You know, I can relate to Han Solo in his elderly years, not so much in his younger years. But, you know, Padme is the first real character that I could literally see myself in that position. I, I know what it felt like. I went through what she did. I just lived through it. And mm-hmm. I can still talk about it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, she cannot. Um, and I always feel like she's such an unsung hero. I'm very attached to her character. Right. So, I mean, as much as I love Vader, because I just feel he's such a puzzle, and you just mm-hmm. want to dive deep into him, and I love that. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, prequels really took me down a different level of Star Wars, and it brought me back to the first three films, and I just would really, as Devin knows, and if you listen to our show, I dissect them, and I find these connecting points and the parallels and the ring theories, and that's what makes it so amazing for mm-hmm. me, you know? And like I said, after years and years, you come back, and these movies are, like, new again because something else has happened where you didn't catch it because you didn't go through it yet. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. Oh, totally. They're totally new. Just just watching A New Hope again with all the new movies and books and connections that we have that we didn't know before makes it a whole new movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, Becky, you touched on, on Star Wars kind of being a, a therapy for you. Um, yes. I want to ask you guys, looking back... How do you think your lives would have gone 
without Star Wars, without having that thing that you could really find um, a home in, for for lack of a better word, like something that you could always count on to be there if you needed to escape, or something that could really get you through a tough time. Uh, whoever wants to to tackle that question first, I know it can be a loaded one, but um, I know a lot of people have have turned to to Star Wars to really help them through some difficult uh, times and situations. Do you want to go ahead, Dev? Yeah. Go? go ahead. Well, I can. It 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 has been an escape for me f- for a lot of different things for a lot of years now. Um, just because, how do we explain how it's an escape? It's weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, for starters, if it wasn't for, for Star Wars, we'd both either be on drugs or alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the safer way to go, people. <laughs> be obsessed uh, with the franchise. It's okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's still less expensive than alcohol or a substance. So mm-hmm. That's very true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I guess. Well, when I now that I think about it, I had to think about it for a minute. Mm-hmm. You get, and I'm sorry if you heard my dog bark. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, oh no, the thought went away. <laughs> <laughs> the dog. <laughs> the dog made it go away. Ah, <laughs> oh, maybe it'll come back to me. Holy cow, it was good too. Darn it. It'll come back. I told It'll you my brain was going to leak, and it did. <laughs> That's okay. Do you, want, you know what? I'll just start you go talking, ahead. and you know what? You go when ahead it, comes and if it back, comes back, just interrupt me. I'm, I'll I'm interrupt okay you. with that. But an escape for me, in a sense, in like a home is, like I said, I mean, I probably would be an alcoholic sitting here or on, on drugs if it wasn't for Star Wars. Um, no, seriously, I mean, Star Wars to me, like I said, I can relate to certain characters on – how I, how I'm feeling at the time and what they've been through because like I said, though theirs has been on a galactic scale, ours is more worldly, obviously. But if you break it down, it's really like the same thing. And with that said, it makes me know that I'm not alone. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not the only person that has felt this way or has went down this way. And there's always hope. You gotta have hope because without that, you have nothing. You might as well just give up and throw in the towel. Right. And I think Star Wars has always showed me that, you know what? Don't give up. Because you don't know what could come, what could happen. You know, there's, oh, there has to be light at the end of the tunnel. Otherwise, why are we all here? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's really helped me, like I said, it was, it's definitely was a therapy through the prequel trilogy because of, uh, living through domestic violence and having to separate myself from that and uproot my kids and, Literally have nothing. I mean, literally when I say nothing, we had t- TVs, but we didn't have cable. So I would just hook up the, the DVD player and we'd play Star Wars over and over again because I had no money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that literally, my kids grew up on it because in a way they were forced. I hate to say <laughs> it, but they were. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was what we did. And when I could scrounge up money, we would go to the drive-ins and we would, I mean, they grew up literally on Star Wars and Harry Potter. That, you know, and really they're one and the same. It's just, I mean, they really are. It's it's the same light and dark. It's the same concept and having hope. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so for me, that escape for two hours, you know, in a, in a film time, you know, two hours and 20 minutes, whatever, it lets me breathe again. Um, and now Devin and I have both been going through similar things. Our kids are older. Um, their problems are big problems compared to what I had to be because the world has changed. Social media is there. So everything's just ugly. And my parents now have gotten older. So I'm taking care of them. So I have so much on my plate and sometimes I feel like I can't breathe and star Wars helps me to breathe. I mean, I'll listen to their music while I'm on my walk or, and like you said, you can see the movie playing like right in front of you when you're listening to it. You know, absolutely. I mean, my dad had open heart surgery right when solo came out. Like two days prior, my dad had open heart surgery, four bypasses. And two days after, I did. I went to opening night. I still went to solo. I needed that. If I didn't have it, I probably would have lost my mind. Mm -hmm. You know? So for me, that's how I look at it. It takes me away from the ugly. Star Wars is my happy place. Mm -hmm. Even though Star Wars can be... Yeah, it is my... And that's kind of... You kind of remind me then what I wanted to say is that... Go for it. 
in 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 returning to and watching the movies especially the the original trilogy and I'm sure it's going to happen for the next ones too but they don't get old meaning that I can watch them and feel the same way about them than I did when I first saw them mm-hmm. and and that's what I love about them is is that it, other than any other movie you might watch I can always put in a Star Wars movie and have those feelings again. And, and I'm sure it, you know, that's part of, part of the reason why so many of us maybe even just continue to gravitate to them over and over again. Right. Because of how they make you feel. And that's part of the escape, you know, mm-hmm. from everything that's going on around you. Now, how does it make you guys feel when you use Star Wars as an escape, as something to turn to when, when things are tough, and then you see kind of what's been going on for the last six months, where all of that stuff that you've been trying to get away from has sort of creeped into your happy place. You know, we've got people, um, you know, driving, uh, Kelly Marie Tran off of social media, driving Daisy Ridley off of social media, going after Andy Gutierrez. How does that make you guys feel? Because I, I, I know for, and I mean, I'm pe- preaching to the choir here, it obviously doesn't make us feel good. We want Star Wars to always be a place and something that, it's always a fun conversation. It's always something that you can be like, hey, did you see Solo last week? Yeah, man, it was great. Or, you know, I didn't like this, but but we're getting new Star Wars movies. Conversations like that. Not, yeah. oh, it sucked because this guy directed it or this person was in the movie and I don't like them, whatever. Um, how does it make you guys feel? Well, as moms, we want to put them all in the corner and tell them they're grounded. (laughs) (laughs) Use your nice words and stuff like that. Yeah. But we know that there's people out there. I just can't, I don't want to say that, but I just can't see how they're really fans if that's how they want to to treat uh, the actors that playing these characters. These are just the actors. Mm-hmm. If you didn't like that character, that's fine. But why pick on the actor or actress that played it? That you know, she's a real person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I we just can't understand it, and that's why you know, Beck and I just pretty much avoid the avoid it. We hate that it's going on. We don't like conflict. We, <laughs> we, yeah, we can't get into the conflict. <laughs> Um, you know, we're like we, Luke Skywalker, we're going to hide on Octu. Yeah. Right. You know, whenever I'm approached on this and it goes always, um, not just what's going on in the fandom, but what's going on in the real world. Right. And I always say, you know, especially Devin and I, I mean, I, I, I know there's a few years between us, but we were raised in a different generation and that generation was taught by our parents, especially my dad. I don't know about Devin's dad, but my dad. You never talk about politics and religion. Those are the oh, two yeah. things. So yeah. I don't do that. And the third thing is, my mother always taught me, and it's a it's from Bambi. If you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. Right. So I was raised with those three things. Yep. So that's just how I feel. I mean, you no one says you have to like it all mm-hmm. to be a fan. There's, like Devin said, we're getting more, and even you said, we're getting more Star Wars. So guess what? Pick and choose. People do that with the superheroes, with Marvel. Pick and choose. You don't have to do at all. No one says you do. You know? I mean, yeah, I mean, for years people have said, and they're still saying now, Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars film ever made. Guess what? It's never been my number one. I love it. I love them all. Mm-hmm. But my go-to flick when it's Star Wars related has always been Episode Four, A New Hope. Yeah. Don't ask me why. I don't know. It's just the one I always seem to watch over and over again. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it. And mine I can't. Return of the Jedi. So you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's okay. It but is. I think more or less you're asking how does it make us feel when we see all the negativity? Right. And it, it and it does hurt. It does. But again. They're entitled to their feelings. We're living in a different age where everyone is behind a screen. I mean, even us, we're not face-to-face. We're behind a computer, you know, and it's easy to say things because you don't, you're not in person. Now, I 
can guarantee you this from my own experience. If these people were out in the open in, in public, it wouldn't be being said. Do you think someone would actually physically go up to Ryan Johnson and say these things? Oh, absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. No so that's the difference. And I have to bring myself down and say, you know what? This is why this is happening. Would they really say this? No. Just let it go. Even Ryan Johnson recently, I don't know if it was last night or today, just tweeted out, you know what? To not worry about him and those type of tweets because, honestly, that's only a small batch, that right. negative. It's really not his entire Twitter. You know, there's a thing called a mute button. Use it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I have had to use it. I, You know, ever since The Last Jedi, I've had to mute a lot. And that's sad. Yeah. Um, you know, because it was the first time, too, right before I was going in to see The Last Jedi that something popped up where... I don't remember who tweeted out, but it popped up. I, for some reason, I was tagged in it, and this person isn't even someone that I follow or that follows me, which is really weird. So I did block them, but they spoiled the fact that, that Yoda was in it. Uh, so, And yeah. I didn't believe oh, it no. until I saw it, and I was really mad. I didn't yeah. know Oh, this. I would have been too. Did you tell me this? Or no, I did not tell you. And I, I don't know if, if I did. I, I tend to keep stuff like that to myself because it's like, you know, What's it going to yeah. solve if, if I bring it up, though I'm bringing yeah. it up here? But big as you asked, <laughs> you know, it's just like, I, it's there. I mean, no, I don't feel it's right, especially when it dives into people like Ryan Johnson, when it dives into um, Kelly, when it dives into Daisy. It's not right. They And you know what? Thank goodness oh, that the internet oh, yeah. wasn't. <laughs> the cat's going a little nuts oh. right now. That's okay. <laughs> but thank goodness the internet wasn't so big back in the day of the prequels because oh people couldn't stand Hayden. They right, thought he right. destroyed Anakin. But again, he was doing exactly what George Lucas wanted him to do. There is many articles, many documentaries where Hayden said he proposed doing things a certain way and George would say, no, yeah. this is how I want it done. Yeah. It wasn't up to him. He was the actor. George was in charge. And that's just how it went. And we got what George wanted. It was George's story to tell, and that's what we got. Mm-hmm. And again, can you Anakin, imagine the? Can you imagine the internet? With the internet was around when the "I am your father" thing dropped. Oh, oh well, that's my what I gosh. mean. Well, they, I don't think people are thinking of this. Like, no. had we had all this, then it mm. would be awful. I don't think there would be such a. I, I, I don't know. It's just personally, like I said, I mean, Devin and I will be positive here on out, no matter what. And no, we've been very open. We don't like everything. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely not. That's, that's what we're trying to do is that, you know, rated E for everyone. We want everyone to be positive. Um, there's no reason to get ugly about it. There's no reason to, to say, you know, the, the things they do to the actors and actresses or to the directors or anything, you can, you can make fun. We love doing that. We all have. I mean, oh my gosh, I mean, George makes balls, fun of that. I mean, oh, yeah, no, that's okay. I, mean, I love that <laughs> stuff. It's great. Exactly. If you can't uh, laugh at it, you know, no. what do you have? Right, right. I love the, the YouTube Kylo Ren who does movie reviews. <laughs> oh. I love his, that channel. Uh, so he much. is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> All of those things, those are great. Making fun is great. I love it when they do that. Yeah. But but you don't need to tear down and uh, right. to be ugly. There's right. no reason for that. We are all adults. <laughs> I, th- <Yeah>. I hope. <laughs> yeah, right. I hope. Star Wars is Even though we're all just being kids, really we're being And and now to turn it to a, to a very positive um, uh, twist in the conversation here. How has Star Wars like really changed your lives? Because obviously you guys met at Celebration. Now you're doing the podcast. Um, it seems to have really made way for some huge opportunities for you guys. So if you could talk a little bit about like really how, and this could be as recent as you know the last couple of years, or or since you guys really um, were were brought kind of back into the Star Wars fold of just being so engrossed in all of it. You know, how has Star Wars really, really invigorated your lives again? Oh, I wish I had more time for it. That's for sure. Oh, you got plenty of time. <laughs> as much time as you need. No, I mean, I wish I had more time like for Star general, Wars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Real life gets in the way of Star Wars yes. all oh, the yeah, time. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. 
Oh, oh so Becky and I struggle to, we do struggle to find the time even to get together and podcast is constantly, well, what is your schedule like? And we're, we're, you know, texting back and forth and what is your schedule like? And, you know, and then some wrench gets thrown in the works and we're like, Always. well, then I have to do it this day. Right. Or, you know, it, and, um, but we always find the time and we always, we need to find the time. That's just it. Because if there's ever a break in between a long break, you know, we're so happy to be back together and just be able to talk Star Wars. Because nobody around here wants to do it. I can tell you that no. much. No. Oh my God. <laughs> so we're like, we're like our own escape with each mm-hmm. other as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though my kids, you know, grew up with it and they like it, they don't want to sit and talk to mama about it. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's been a long journey. Um, yeah. you know, Devin and I coming together, that was like, a whim. It was not, pl- it was not planned. We were thrown together, uh, uh, gosh, um, what used to be, um, oh my gosh, what did Pete call it, Dev? Back oh, when we got thrown no. together? I totally something, forgot the name something of it. Something of the round table or something. And <laughs> Galact- we got thrown on that. The Galactic Round Table? The Galactic Round Table. Yeah. Way back, you know, and this was going back a couple years ago. Maybe, okay. about, about two years ago. And before, but before I even met them, like Pete found me because I was, I blogged for Coffee with Kenobi because Dan Zier and I met way back on the day of the Star Wars blogs, back when you could buy a blog roll. So mm-hmm. we, like I said, that group of fans and that are now my friends, you know, we developed a bond and we called our, we called ourselves the pitiful little band because that's what we were. Mm-hmm. And um, we, so we all made friends and we all kind of branched out where Dan's like, well, I'm going to have this podcast. I'm like, what the heck is a podcast? He goes, and I'm going to need writers. Do you want to write? I'm like, yeah, because my whole dream has always been, I want to write, mm-hmm. always wanted to write. Like star Wars really started that. I would write, I, my mom has saved all my kid journals back from grade school. I used to write like I'm crazy and my Aww. secondary. Yeah, my secondary in, in college, because I majored in medical office, that's what I'm doing. Um, mm-hmm. but I secondaried in, um, creative writing. So I absolutely love it. And I just, I love to write, because you can say anything. You can make up this world. Right. You don't have to leave your chair, you know, and that's what I always loved about it, is the creativity aspect of it. But anyway, you know, so I started doing that, and then I've been titling for Steve Anderson, Lucasfilm artist, since 2007. I did his celebration, um, Star Wars Celebration 4 print. Um, I've done his Celebration 5 print, Celebration um, Anaheim. You know, I, I've done Disney work for him as well. Um, just titling, and it's fantastic. absolutely love it. But that led me into so many different things. It's it's an exposure because your name gets out there. Right. So, you know, Mark Newbold approached me. I You know, I would do a few things for Jedi News back when he was doing that. Now I'm with Fanthatrax. But the Cantina cast is really who, who broke me into doing this. Um, back in the day when it was Mike and um, Joa at the time, now it's Albert and Jonesy. The Cantina cast has switched over with their hosts. But um, he's like, you know, I really want you on for a few episodes. We're doing this Anakin series. Well, yeah, I just couldn't shut up because Anakin Vader is like my favorite. Mm-hmm. So that broke me into this. And then Pete wanted me in for his show. He liked what I had to say, blah, blah, blah. And Devin and I kind of met that way. So through it all, this is how you meet people. And you don't know who you're going to click with. But Devin and I just like literally clicked. Like she said, it's like it's like we've known each other for years. We can just pick up like like a day hasn't been missed. It's really mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. And But yet we're so, you know, yet we have these things in common. But yet we're very different. I mean, she's a mom too, but yet she's all into the video games and I have no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> but it's cool because I'll listen and be like, no way, there's like the story in this. She's like, yeah, it's a campaign. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh my God. So, you know, I get all like, you know, but it's really cool because all these little niches, you know, it, it brings you out and it's such a huge pond, this fandom. And to be able to have people like you reach out to us and say, hey, you know, I just want to talk to you. Like, that's a great opportunity, and I keep telling Devin this this is great. So when you say it opens up doors, it really does because, you know, we've been we have been blessed. I mean, we've only been doing Kanata's Castle for a little while. Like it'll be two two years soon, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's been Gosh. a year now. No, it hasn't been yeah. a year. When did we start? I don't. I. So this is what I mean. I was checking time really bad. Because when we went to celebration, 
We had it for how long? In we, Florida. We, how long were we there? Uh, that, that, let me see. It was rather new because we were just starting. Jeopardy music. <laughs> I know. But I want to say we're, you know what? No, we are only going on, on a year, aren't we? I know. Yeah. It's not I been two you. years, but we've known each other longer. So that's yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. we, we were, yeah, we'd known each other before we started the podcast. Right. Yeah. So I think it'll be a year in February, correct? Mm-hmm. I think so. Something like yeah. that. No, it has been over a year. Oh, We've been it. doing this. Hey, yeah, whatever. No, a long time. <laughs> but, no, because I mean, I do Tarkin, too, so I'm trying to remember when that started, too. Because Tarkin's Top Shelf came out right after The Force Awakens. So I want to okay. say, I want to say Dev and I started ours right after Rogue One. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay. that's I'm, I so. yeah. if it's not for Star Wars, I can't remember anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's yeah. my timeline. They're such good oh, benchmarks. Man. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, it's like our little bookmarkers. Yeah. You know, yeah. you gotta have one for each. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's it's like Luke. You know, I I gotta be allowed to speak. You know, I must be allowed to speak, and that's basically how I feel. And I think. You know, again, it's being told, no, you can't do this. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've been told that a lot. You know, you're a girl and you can't do this. Well, guess what? I'm doing it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we did. It was tough. We stepped out of our comfort zones, too, because yes, we did. neither of us. I mean, yeah, writing things is one thing. But uh, then talking about it is a whole other thing. Becca's much better at it than I am. But I've certainly gotten better at it. I never thought I would be doing something like this. I used to have terrible stage fright as a child, <laughs> you know, and then to, I mean, this is kind of public speaking in a way. Oh, it is. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm going to get some, you on stage, though. Oh, God, I know you are. Because I've done it. I got, I've done it twice now. You can do yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I can do it. If I'm in costume, it's easier. Isn't that silly? Fine. You, you know, can go I as can, Red can, Mom. I'll just be Red by Mom. There but you go. Um, I love, you know, doing Jocasta New because I'm not me. I'm Jocasta New. It's a know? great costume, by the way. So if you haven't <laughs> seen it, you have to see it. It's really, really great. It's so fun. I love doing. I love doing the cosplay. So I, I've learned that it's so fun to put on that persona or that character, and you really is freeing to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even even does, it does even Red Five Mom is somebody else. Man, if if you knew <laughs> the real me, <laughs> nobody would like me. I know. <laughs> I love you. Oh, oh I'm okay. That's so cool. Red Five Mom is better though. <laughs> oh, I think both you guys are great, and I really I, I've loved this discussion so far. And I want to ask you guys, um, with all the Star Wars stuff that we're getting, you know, we're hearing all the, all this news about, um, you know, the Clone Wars coming back. Yes. Uh, we're getting a, a, a Padme novel. We're oh, getting, yes. uh, Master's Apprentice with Qui-Gon and, and Obi-Wan. Oh, how does God. it make, how does it make you guys feel that we're literally, this is just the beginning. Like we have no idea what's really coming. No, we because, don't. You're absolutely right. Right? <laughs> like, like how, how does that make you guys feel being Star Wars fans? And just knowing that it's just never going to end. Oh, my well, gosh. It's going to go on after we're gone, Dad. I know. That's just it. I get I know, sad. I'm like, you, like, I'm going to go mortality. to my grave yes. and Star Wars is not over. I'm going to be this old lady. I knew Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> no, with, my, with my walker. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Or at work. Well, my, and then we used to talk about how Disney, Disney needs to build – a Star Wars retirement home. Yes. Oh, <laughs> so we I'm can so go down. Like Star Wars themed retirement community. Yes. And we're going to go live there. Perfect. Yeah. Oh my God. I'd be there right now. Yeah. Yeah, right. Who wouldn't? I would fake my age. I don't know. <laughs> and, and maybe there'll be droids there. You know, they'll just go around and, and help you out. You know, we all need a droid. Yeah. We all do. A pet droid, absolutely. I, I would so love one. And it has to be like an astromech or like yeah. an EV-8. That's the kind of yeah. droid I'd want. I just think right. they're adorable. Um, I mean, come on, happy beaks, right? And they would yeah. give you your medicine and, you know, Aww. take you for your walk. And <laughs> Oh, my hey, gosh. With with Star Wars Land coming, you, you don't know. Maybe that's the testing grounds for all this stuff. Right, because that's yeah. their... 
I mean, if, if you think about it, that's their original fan. So they should make that. They need to take like care of us. Because it's, yeah. only, it's only a matter of years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, really? And, and, you know, they could, they could, you know, we could, we could retire there with, with Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford. <laughs> Listen to Mark Hamill. In case you didn't know, he's her boyfriend. But anyway. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. So, yes, we're getting such great, great, great things. And I'm just so disappointed that I wasn't at San Diego Comic-Con for those announcements. I literally said to Devin, okay, we need to figure out a way to get there one of these years because we're missing out. (laughs) So, as I say, I'm geographically challenged because I'm in Buffalo, New York. It's Mm -hmm. like I'm too far away from this stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, the announcements, I mean, come on, who really thought the Clone Wars thing was actually going to be a thing? Nobody. Like, I like mean, it's like, come on. Out of the blue. But yeah. it's I wonderful. Mean, um, this is, you can't, this is like the biggest positive thing you could ever get, everybody. Like, I think cried. about it. I cried. I, I mean, know she was. I texted her. She's like, I'm crying. It was ridiculous <laughs> because I, I literally was elbow deep in Pottsville. I was gardening and Mike from the Cantina cast literally called my phone. Like he doesn't call. And, um, he's like, this is life and death. I'm like, what? He goes, I'm sending you a text. You got to watch this. I said, okay. So I'm like, Clone Wars, what the heck is he sending me? And I put it on. I'm like, no way. No way. Like, like I just kept saying it and the tears just started pouring and then I'm wiping my face and I realized that's stupid. You've got mud all over your hands, <laughs> you know, but I didn't care. I was like, Oh, and then she's texting like, I know I'm just like in tears. <laughs> like I just couldn't believe it. And it really just washed over me seeing Ahsoka Tano turn around and say, it's been a while, you know, master, it's yeah. been a while. And it's okay. just like, I just choked up. And it was just so, it was like, oh my gosh, we're going to get to see the Mandalore. You know what I mean? It's like, oh my God, you know, like I'm freaking out because yes, it was in the Ahsoka novel. Yes, it was beautifully written. No, I'm not upset that we got that moment, but I was disappointed that we never got to see it play out. Right. I know it was something, you know, Dave had originally sketched. So to know we're going to get this, and you know we are because of the clone trooper helmet that's with her markings. So right. you know we're going to get that. Right. So I'm just like, how can anyone be upset with what we're getting? I mean, hello, 12 episodes. There's a lot you can do with 12 episodes. A lot. And this is something nobody thought we were ever going to see. No. We thought they made him stop doing it. It was over. It was done with. That's it. So how can how can people be upset with Disney and Lucasfilm? They're letting them finish something they started. Yes. Kylo Ren, to quote Kylo Ren, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. I mean, if when I hear people say that um, Lucasfilm isn't listening to us, I'm just going to point them right here. Exactly. Like, look, you guys have been wanting the Clone Wars since they uh, finished the series. We thought. It's been four years, and now you're getting it. Yes. Like, this is fantastic. Who knows, like, what they're going to do after. They, I mean, they put Maul in Solo. Spoiler if you guys haven't seen it yet. But, <laughs> I mean, come on. They're really – and that's that's been, like, my one criticism. And I'm glad that they've been starting to, to weave the – even the novels and the, and the TV shows now with the movies. When I saw mm-hmm. Maul in there, I'm like – Okay, they're really starting to to do this. This is awesome. And, that's and we've got thing. live television shows coming. Oh my right. gosh! Yeah, yeah, what that's going to be? Right. Oh. Right. I mean, and like you said, with the books, I mean, I've been screaming for a Padme centric novel for I don't know how long now. Right. And we didn't get it back in the day when George was still around because George was extremely protective over that character, extremely. Mm-hmm. So that made sense. So nothing was ever done with her. And I, and I get that. You know, he kept her on a nice shelf, and that's where he kept her. Well, they're going to do it now. And I'm so excited because it's E.K. Johnson, and she's the same writer who did the um, Ahsoka novel. So that, to me, only makes sense because that novel, I, no matter what anyone says, if you're a Clone War fan um, and just an Ahsoka fan, that is your novel. I mean, so much feeling goes into that. And if you get a chance to actually listen to it, because it's read by Ashley, um, when she gets into the epilogues and what went on, 
against Maul and after the fact and spoilers if no one's read it and faking faking her death with Rex's as if they they mimicked it as if they killed each other and they leave their graves and they mark their grave sites. Yeah. And that was the last time that they see each other and, until Rebels. So that's why that moment when they reunite is such a poignant moment. And, you know, it's so touching because when they left each other, they had a fake as if they killed each other. Yeah. That's awful way to go with one of your closest and dearest friends. Yeah. Um, you know, so again, like you said, they're, they're connecting these things. And what E.K. Johnson did was when Ahsoka went into her medic, went into her meditation moments, when she meditated, you know how when you think in your head and, you know, obviously you can hear your voice when yes. you're thinking because you're talking to yourself, but it, but, you know, so no one can, can hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, she would meditate and hear Padme's voice. That triggered something with, with me. It just showed me how close Ahsoka was to not only her master, but his wife as well. I, right. I really do look at her as their child that they, like a child that they had. That's how I think that they were with her. Um, they, I mean, they loved her. I mean, he would never let anything happen to her. He made that clear within the Clone Wars. You know, so getting that and knowing now that the same writer is going to be writing Padme, it's just like, I'm, I'm overjoyed. And then Claudia Gray doing Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan after what she gave us in, from a certain point of view, I'm just like, holy crud. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Ecstatic. So like you said, how can you be upset? You never know what they're going to throw at us. Mm-hmm. This is great. I mean, we've got yeah. some great content coming our way. Oh, we yeah. really do. Oh, yeah. And uh, sort of to, to cap this off, what what can we expect from you guys? What's what's on the horizon for, for Kanata's Castle? Lots of secrets. I can't say. <laughs> Lots of secrets. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't want to jinx anything. Um just a lot of fun, a lot of positivity. We're def- definitely going to follow along with as much as we can that time will allow us to because, mm-hmm. you know, life has to come first. I know we really don't like it, but it is what it yeah. is. We are moms, so, you know, and, you know, we have our lives, so we have to right. do that, you know. But lots of fun. Um, we're definitely planning on going to Celebration. Yes, that's yeah, still, we're yeah, still doing that. We are. We, we, have, we have tickets for one day, like we said. I have two but, days. Oh, she's got two days. I only have one day. So the rest of the time I will be hanging out outside the door. <laughs> we have the hotel room. That was for, yeah, oh yeah. That Honestly, was a I, think, I think that's I, the most I imagine, important thing right now. Yes, yeah, it is. it is. Going to celebration, that's really what we're working for right now. Yeah. Um, we got lots going on with that. You know, plans, yeah. hoping, you know, we're hoping for certain things to be able to actually partake in it and be and be part of it so we're trying for that um you know again we both have other things going on you know because oh we're going to be having a bunch of things happening we're going to be actually promoting ourselves more and having t-shirts and things of that nature finally you can have maz on a shirt why not right i mean (laughs) maz is the cool grandma you know yeah yeah and she only has the one rule no fighting i mean i think that's a very easy simple rule you can do everything else just no fighting Yep. So well, you know, I think she, sh- I think she put another sign up there. Don't fly my jetpack. No. Well, that was you. I did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't touch your things. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Don't touch my things. Yeah. Don't touch my things. But yeah, I mean, hopefully, good things. You know, hopefully to have um, our good friend Vanessa on again. Um, probably after Solo comes back. You know, comes home so to speak, okay. when we get the DVD. We're hoping yeah. to have her on again. Um, you know, we got a few things in the works, but I want to keep them kind of hushed until we know for sure. But, again, just lots of positivity, lots of fun. We're here to have a good time. It's our escape, so yeah, You never know for. what's going to happen. You just never know. Awesome. <laughs> but we're, well, we're not going anywhere anytime soon. We're going to do it as long as we can. <laughs> That's oh, right. And, and, and the Star Wars community would, would be better off for it. You guys oh well, thanks. Thank, thank you. We so appreciate you uh, letting us talk to you, and uh, and the fact that you wanted us to come talk to you. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Oh no problem. My, oh, and thanks my, for listening too. Well, yeah, because my husband can never understand why anyone wants to listen to me blabber about <laughs> Star Wars. Mine either. Uh, <laughs> like really? Well, that's yeah. how it was sometimes back at home. I'd be. Uh, living at home with my mom and dad. And my dad, obviously, he'd come on sometimes, but then my mom would be like, 
what are you guys doing? Why are you talking about this for like an hour and a half? <laughs> do something else. And I'm like, no. Right, right. <laughs> We're here talking Star Wars. Leave us alone. Exactly. It's a good time, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Is, oh, that's why I can't wait for Celebration. Oh, because Celebration it's, it's last like, year was so much fun. Yeah. We so had a good fun. time. Definitely. Just, but they just, they got to work out their whole limit of space thing with the yes. wristbands and the panels. That's my yes. only complaint on the whole thing. Other than that, it's a good time. Yeah. There he goes. Yeah, that's that was the that was the big issue for us as well. We we spent the night at the convention center, waiting for the oh. 40th anniversary panel, and that night when they we when they were letting us into the hall, they screwed up with the line queue because you would walk through, they'd give you a wristband, then you were supposed to requeue, but there was no one directing the line, so it was oh, just no. a mob of people going back in line, and you lost oh, your place. No. You some people who were at the front. Didn't even get to go in the hall because they ended up all the way in the back. Oh, see, that's awful. wrong. That's so wrong. That's so wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're that they'll have their act together this time. I hope so because they did so, for the next day. The last Jedi Q yeah. was perfect, but um, it's the biggest convention center in the country. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, let's hope because the tickets sold out like in a matter of days, which has never happened. No, oh, I saw that. <laughs> That's never happened before. We were I, panicking. Yeah. I mean, because I've been to how many now? Like, if I think about it, four, five, Anaheim. This will be my fifth one. So I've been to four, and I've never ran into this problem. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. this is crazy. I, so I, that's what that's the explosion of fandom. Yes, oh, yeah. absolutely. I, yeah, it's blown up definitely. Yeah. Well, and that that's a good sign that it is. Star Wars fans are still loving it. They still want to be a part of it, and and all signs are moving uh, in a positive direction. Um, so thank you guys so much for for coming on tonight. I really appreciate talking to you guys. Oh, thank you thank for you. having Thanks us. For having us. Oh, no problem. All right, guys, go and listen to Kanata's Castle. Please give them a five star rating, a five star review, a five star listen. Just five stars, all of it. Just go and listen. Support support them. It's really a great show. Um, we're going to be back, hopefully. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, we're going to have a couple of uh, guests be on the podcast. Can't tell you when that show is going to drop. Um, but also stay tuned for our two new co-hosts that are going to be debuting uh, in the coming days. Um, and, yeah, until then, may the Force be with you always. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.